It was the spring of 2014 when Noema Alves Perez gave birth to a tiny baby girl at the age of 14. Obviously, a baby cannot be cared solely by a 14-year-old girl, so from birth, Noema's mother had custody of her newborn, Dulce Marie. Two years after Dulce's birth, Noema would have another child, a little boy named Manny. Noema and her mother, the kid's grandmother, lived close to each other but in separate homes, and they shared custody of both kids, but the kids still lived full-time with Noema's mother. So Noema had battled substance abuse and depression from a very young age, and it's speculated that these were issues during both of her pregnancies, which Noema confirms but never in detail, and now publicly and privately reassures her critics that she has overcome those demons. So let's flash forward a few years after the birth of her son to 2019. And now five-year-old Dolce arrives home from school and she's excited because her mom told her that when school was out, they were gonna go to the park to play. So Dolce comes in from her day at school, flies through the door, hugs her mom, and goes into her room to change out of her school clothes. When she's all set and ready to go, Noema, three-year-old Manny, and the kid's eight-year-old aunt Camila, which is Noema's sister, pack the car and head out for some fun on the swing and slides. Before the four make their way to the park, Noema stops at a small market so the kids can pick out a popsicle for the road. Surveillance footage at the market shows Dolce inside the store near the freezers wearing a yellow top and black and white pants, walking around with a popsicle in her hand a little after 3.30 p.m. Noema pays for the goodies at the register 10 minutes later, they arrive at the Bridgerton City Park in South New Jersey, which wasn't too far from their home. Siblings Manny and Dulce are so excited when the car pulls into the parking lot that they cannot wait to get out and run over to the swings. I totally remember that feeling. It's the feeling I get when I walk into a Mac store. Exactly. When I pull up to a Mac store. So as soon as Noema throws the car in park, both kids burst out of the back doors and they take off sprinting for the playground, which is about 30 yards away from where Noema's parked. Now, this park is huge. It's not like a small neighborhood park. It's over a thousand acres. It has a ton of trees, a ton of bushes. It backs up to a zoo and it also shares baseball fields and basketball courts that are part of the attached high school. So again, this area is very big. So Noema and her little sister, they stay in the parked car and they're both sitting in the front seat. When asked, Noema says that they stayed in the car because her little sister Camilla needed help with her homework. So while Noema waited for Camilla to get everything out and organized, Noema says that she was sitting in the driver's seat looking down, scratching off some lottery tickets that she had just picked up from the store. So in this parking spot, again, about 30 yards away from the playground, it did not provide a clear view of where the two kids were playing on the swings. So a little time goes by, about approximately 5 to 10 minutes, when the 8-year-old aunt, Camilla, who is still in the car with Noema, looks over at the mom and she's like, hey, like, I don't see Manny or Dulce anywhere. I don't know if they're like just above that, you know, little hill or if I can't see them because the basketball courts are in the way or the trees. So they both get out of the car and they walk over to the playground to check on the two little kids. When they get to the playground, they find Manny crying inconsolably and his popsicle was melting on the ground right in front of him. They look around and they don't see Dulce anywhere. 
Noema and Camilla ask Manny, who's nonverbal, where she's at. Manny, who is still crying at this point, turns and points towards this set of buildings that are just a little ways away from the playground. So Noema runs over those buildings and she sees nothing. She searches the area. She talks to people who were there with their kids. She finds high schoolers that just got out of school a little while before. And then she like runs over to the basketball courts to talk to the people that are playing over there. And nobody really had seen anything. So that day, September 16th, 2019, is still the last day that anybody has seen Dulce Olivez alive. According to Noema, who didn't call 911 for approximately 45 minutes, which is just baffling. Oh my God. At, and this was after she first realized that Dulce was missing. So she was told by several people at this park that Dulce was seen walking with a light-skinned Hispanic man with two kids who then put Dulce into a red van and drove off. Confused and scared, obviously, Noema makes her first call, but it was to her brother, and he had lived nearby. She asked him to come help her search, and then it was followed by her call to 911. So on this call to 911, a very calm Noema tells the operator that her daughter was taken by someone and that according to a witness at the park, they had seen a Hispanic male with two kids and an African-American man with or around just before she disappeared, and witnessed Dulce running towards the houses nearby, while others says that she was put into this red van. Hmm. So during this three-and-a-half-minute call, Noema is so calm, too calm in like, my opinion. so calm. So calm that we linked this recording in our bio for you guys to listen to. And it might give you chills. But the officers that arrived on scene were able to speak with a few potential witnesses to this kindergartner's disappearance, and they later produced a composite sketch of a man that they wanted to question. So the man is described as a 25 to 35-year-old, 5'7", slender build, light-skinned with acne on his chin, wearing a white shirt with jeans and a white hat. Now, one factor that was working against law enforcement in their investigation was this area of Bridgeton Park is very heavily populated with illegal immigrants, making it pretty difficult for police to question because naturally no one with an illegal status wants anything to do with law enforcement. So from the get-go, local police and later the FBI pleaded with anyone with any information to come forward, and they promised that no one's immigration status would be investigated. Like, this isn't what this case is about. It's just bringing, you know, her home safe. This is just a factor in the case. Mm -hmm. So an extensive search of the park, the wooded area next to it, and the river that flows through came up with nothing. So this is followed up with an Amber Alert for Dulce, and this was issued. It produced many leads on sightings of her, and each were followed up, but nothing turned out to be valid. A couple of promising leads were even followed up on out of the state, but it didn't turn up any sign of the five-year-old girl. The Bridgeton police collected video footage from every business and residential home in the area that would or could have caught this red van or pretty much any other out-of-place vehicle going through, frame by frame. Impressively, out of the 400-plus cars that passed through the area that afternoon, all but 12 cars were identified. That's insane. I know. That's, that's amazing police That's a work. lot of work. 
though none of these leads actually produced any information on the three foot five little girl with brown hair and eyes. So many press conferences were given by police and the FBI, along with Dulce's family and their family spokesperson, Jackie Rodriguez, gaining the case national exposure. Noema appeared on Dr. Phil in December of 2019, and as you can imagine, Dr. Phil just grilled into her. This doctor don't play. <laughs> Have you guys listened to his podcast, by the way? Oh my God, I love his podcast. It's Dr. so good. Dr. Phil is the man. I love him. So in this interview with Dr. Phil, he straight up asked Noema if she sold Dulce, which Noema strongly denies. Sadly, Dr. Phil isn't the only one to ask her this same exact question, which I would think is like really insensitive considering the poor lady's daughter's missing. But when you watch all these interviews, Noema, she rarely shows, if ever, any emotion. And this girl's on TV a lot and she's been a part of a ton of press conferences. She's done a ton of interviews. She's seriously like, it's like, I don't know what she... It's frightening to see, I mean, as you know, a mother, it is frightening to see her just be so calm, which obviously we don't know how she reacts to things, but as Dr. you watch them over and over, it yeah. is very frightening how calm she is. Dr. Phil straight up described her demeanor as flat. Oof. And he said in his 45 years of being in the field, he has never once come into contact with a parent who was as emotionally disconnected from their child in this type of case. Which is so strange because when you watch the interviews with Dolce's grandmother, she's a complete she's wreck. She's a mess. She is distraught. <clears throat> So, yeah, she can hardly get the words out when she's talking. And that's the same with Jackie, the family spokesperson. They both appear to be going through, like, the emotions we would all expect in a missing kids case. But there was one thing that I did notice, and I don't know if you noticed it. When Noema does her interviews in Spanish, she is a lot more emotional. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking maybe there could be, like, a language barrier type situation yeah. that where, like, her through her broken English... She's not maybe saying exactly what she feels, and she's just so focused on answering these questions in English and processing the language in which she's being spoken to. That make, Yeah, that could be a factor, So that too. could be something, too. But it's like she's been asked this on more than one occasion, and she's just so calm. I mean, at some point, wouldn't you even get pissed? Yeah, I mean... Somebody accusing you of selling your child? Yeah. I don't know. And if it... For, I mean, I can't speak for you, but I know you very well, and um, I would cry. All we, I would both, be doing was crying. I would be howling. I would need a spokesperson, yes. for sure. I wouldn't be able to contain myself. No. So Noema was given a polygraph by law enforcement, and those results have never been released, and she says that they've never been disclosed to her either. She says that she feels that the cops are clearly suspicious of her. Noema's car was towed away from the park that day that Dulce went missing, and it was processed for evidence. Nothing of value to the investigation was found, or if it was, it was never disclosed. During that Dr. Phil interview, he asked Noema if she had any idea who could have taken Noema from the park that day. And this is weird. She had an answer for him. Hmm. She claimed that there was this old friend of hers and he had been wanting to take her out on a date. So apparently this guy is someone that she runs into from time to time. I don't know. Maybe they're like small town hmm. type of thing. They shop at the same stores. I don't know. But every time they run into each other, she says that he would ask her out and she would always turn him down. 
Well, Noema says that the last time that she ran into this old friend, she had Dulce with her. And the guy asked her if Dulce was her daughter. And, you know, Noema said, yes, that is my daughter. So in Noema's mind, she tells Dr. Phil that it is a possibility that he could have taken Dulce because he couldn't have Noema. But I don't know about that one. That seems like super far-fetched. Unless that that is like the played down version of the story and it was like escalated and like he was like stalking her or something but I don't think this guy is just gonna kind of just sounded like he liked her and wanted to take her out exactly and nap her kid no and that was it so that old friend's identity has never been disclosed no one but Noema has ever um, mentioned him either so we don't even know if he looks like that composite sketch if he owns a red van or if he's the African American man that was supposedly seen at the park. We have no idea. And what I also think is strange is she brings this, you know, supposed friend up on Dr. Phil, but not really in any other interviews. No. Wouldn't that be like a reoccurring, this this guy, like maybe we should look into this guy, Told, he's absolutely. never mentioned again? No, he was only mentioned on Dr. Phil. So that's odd. Yeah, I don't know about that theory. I think it's, you know, pretty far out there. Yeah. Jackie Rodriguez was also interviewed by Dr. Phil. And she has some (laughs) shit to get off of her chest. Jackie doesn't believe that Dolce's disappearance was a random act and also believes that Noema knows way more than she is leading everyone Mm -hmm. to believe. From Jackie's personal observations, she tells Dr. Phil that she's never once seen Noema break down in regard to her missing daughter. That Noema is too calm for comfort and that Noema's own family is highly suspicious of her and her actions that day and every day since September 16th. And these people are with her, you know, behind closed doors. All the time. At night. And she's never once cried. Yeah. Broken down. Mm, Oh, no. Strange. Jackie separated herself from the family, saying that she believes Noema's actions the day of Dolce's disappearance were evil and believe she absolutely had something to do with her disappearance. That's crazy because she didn't even stick around to, like, support the her family, like the grandmother and things, you know. So you she obviously knows. have a firm She's belief She's like, forget it. Yeah. I'm out. She doesn't want to have any. Damn. Oh, it just gave me chills. I know. Seriously. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, gosh. Okay, guys. So now that our chills are done. <sighs> Um, Jackie says that she believes Dolce may be alive, but because of how calm Noema is, that is the way Noema has continued her life since then, as if she knows that her daughter is being cared for and looked after. She's just not worried about her at all. How creepy is that? So creepy. The March following Dolce's disappearance, Jackie received an envelope, and it was sent to her P.O. box containing several pieces of paper with this random... Super creepy. ...writing and scribbling on them with the words Mexico 1776 and campground. The sheets of paper were turned over to law enforcement. The only obvious connection from our point of view, because nothing's been disclosed by law enforcement is the word Mexico, which is where Dolce's father, Edgar Perez, has lived since 2018 after being deported from New Jersey. Law enforcement has spoken with him, and he was just as cooperative as the rest of the family, saying he has no idea where his daughter could be. And police at this time have not fully ruled him out in her disappearance, but he does have a strong alibi for the day she went missing. 
A video was released on April 25th on Dolce's seventh birthday that has cops wanting to talk with Edgar again. In the video that is highly visible on YouTube, it shows a compilation of photos and videos of Dolce which police and FBI strongly believe were taken prior to the time of her disappearance. Police can't 100% confirm that the voice in the video belongs to Edgar, but Noema, who obviously knows him very well, has confirmed that it is Edgar's voice, and law enforcement does want to speak to him regarding this birthday tribute. I wonder if they're looking for, like, the original footage so they can get the timestamps off of Mm -hmm. them just to confirm that they were from before her disappearance. I just don't think that Dulce's there. I feel like if she was with Edgar's family, that somebody from the family would come out and, like, say something you know like oh she's here yeah Yeah. it's been a while i agree i don't think they're all down there hiding her out no i don't think think that makes sense there were a few letters that were received at other addresses in ohio claiming that dolce's body could be found in ohio close to the pennsylvania border so they begin to search this 40 acre wooded area with drones cadaver dogs they used infrared technology i mean you guys this search turned up nothing So it appears some of the letters are from someone with, you know, no no life, life, (laughs) who is attempting to hinder this police investigation. The police and the FBI do not have any evidence supporting a connection to Ohio and Dolce. Local law enforcement and the FBI are still actively working Dolce's case, and they believe that there is a very high probability that Dolce is out there somewhere living a life away from her family. No one has been ruled out as a possible suspect in her disappearance, and nobody will be until that one lead is received that breaks this case wide open. As of April 2021, there have been new developments in the case. They are all being looked into, but nothing more on those developments has been shared publicly. Police do promise, though, that they will never let Dulce's case grow cold. Since her disappearance in 2019, surveillance cameras have been installed at the Bridgeton Park where she went missing, and the city is working on installing more cameras closer to that place structure that she disappeared from. And although there were no cameras at the park on September 16th when Dulce went missing, there is strong evidence to support that Dulce was at the park that afternoon and that that is where she went missing from. Sadly, COVID put a halt to this investigation like many others and face-to-face interviews for this case and the necessary travel to hunt down leads that were coming in were put to a halt. So hopefully now everybody fingers crossed that the restrictions are being lifted. Law enforcement can get back to those super important face-to-face interviews especially with Dulce's father who lives in Mexico that they're eager to speak with to try to get some answers and direction as to their next steps in investigating this case. Billboards once lined the highways where Dulce went missing with her photos on them, but those were all funded by a GoFundMe campaign and that campaign has been shut down or expired. Like, I don't know really how that works. If they The link just doesn't work anymore, okay? <laughs> right. God. A $75,000 reward is still being offered to anyone who can bring Dolce back home to her family. And $23,000 of that was donated by badass Dr. Phil. Tell you, he's the man. He is. 
Anyone with any information, you guys, there's a ton of different ways to get that information over to law enforcement. Again, regardless of your immigration status. They literally don't care. They just want information. So we have linked all of the ways for you guys to drop leads in the show notes. You guys, head over to Facebook and like the official page to help bring Dulce home. We have linked that in our bio. As recently as May of this year, Noema has spoken out regarding the case of her missing daughter. She said in one of her statements, It's been really hard for me and for my parents, knowing that Dolce doesn't disappear. And this is what she told ABC News. Nobody knows where she is. Now, you guys, she said this with tears in her eyes. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe she had a little emotion this time. (laughs) She also said that she was sorry for not looking over her and that there was not a day that went by that she doesn't think of her precious daughter. I think she knows where she's at. I think she does too. (sighs) Colonel Patrick Callahan is the superintendent of the New Jersey State Police, and he said, It is still an ongoing investigation. A lot of time has gone by, but there's not a day that goes by our missing persons unit detectives are not fully invested in this investigation. In the same article we read, the FBI had also stated that new leads are coming in. Uh, The agency is optimistic that these leads will somehow, in time, solve the missing case of Dulce. And honestly, we can only pray that it does. Her family said that they are grateful that she has not been forgotten in that community. And there are still so many people within the community that are sharing her posters. Her internet posts are still being shared. And Dulce's mom said that there has been a tree dedicated to Dulce in the park that she went missing from with a picture of her sweet daughter. So every time people pass by, they can keep Dulce in their hearts and prayers. Thank you guys for joining us this Friday. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please go rate and review us. As always, we'll be back next Friday with a brand new case. We hope you all have a safe weekend, and we'll see you then. Bye, Bye guys. guys.